to For Husbands Only, a podcast where I discuss the hidden, overlooked, and unspoken topics that most husbands wrestle with. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode number five. I am your host, David Taylor, and this show is going to be a good show. (laughs) So let me tell you a little bit about, if you're new to the For Husbands Only podcast, let me tell you a little bit about why I am doing this show. This show is intended to be an outlet for husbands who are hiding their hurt, because they don't know how to process, communicate, and cope with the pain in a healthy manner. Also, this show is a safe place for husbands to go to so that they can receive insights into some of the major issues that most men struggle with. This show is also a place for husbands to receive encouragement, direction, and accountability with helping them to become better men and better husbands, because really, that's what this show is all about. Lastly, this show is a call to action for men to escape mediocrity so that they can truly become the heroes that their families need. And as I mentioned in episode one, this will be a 10-show trial run. So this is episode five, halfway through. Uh, And this trial is to see if this is a type of resource that men, namely husbands, will consume. And I've already received tons and tons of support And just kind words from other men, other husbands, urging me to continue the show. So it looks like we'll go past 10, uh, but this still is part of the 10 show trial. Uh, In today's episode, I will be building on a discussion that I had in episode four. Uh, In episode four, I discussed the lost and lonely husband. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, that was one of the, actually, that was the most popular episode of the four uh, episodes that I have for the Four Husbands Only podcast. So go back and listen to that. Check it out. You will thoroughly be educated. <laughs> you thought I was going to say something different. You're going to enjoy that show because it's really deep um, and it's really educational. So, but anyway, today I want to talk about the mask that we wear as men. And I want to talk about how us men use the mask and the ways that we can unmask ourselves so that we can be more comfortable with the reflection that we see in the mirror. So strap in because this show is going to be juicy. All right. So let me dive right in. So as men, one of the things that we are the best at is wearing masks. (laughs) Now, before you refute that statement, let me explain what the heck I mean. (laughs) Now, let me ask you guys a question. If you're honest, who do you feel the most comfortable around? Take a minute to answer that to yourself. If you're honest, the most comfortable. Most men will say that they feel the most comfortable, get this, around their boys, right? Your homeboys. See, with our male friends, especially those who we consider our boys or our homies, the people that we're the closest to, it is nearly impossible to wear our mask for an extended period of time. With our male friends, we have a natural way of establishing our own social hierarchy. With our male friends, it is 10 times easier to be who we really are. I remember way back to my high school and college days. See, back then, my intimate group of male friends knew the most about me. No, really, they did. They they knew all about, okay, I'm going to say this. They knew all about my puppet that I used to play with growing up. They knew his name. His name was Alpha Machico, by the way. Don't, don't judge me. We all had fr- invisible friends and stuff when we were growing up. But they knew all about the puppet. 
Uh, they knew about the fact that I was secretly a nerd looking to fit in with the cool kids. They knew about the fact that I was a serial dater, meaning that I didn't like being single for a long period of time. But they also knew that I wasn't really sexually active. They knew that I didn't curse. And they also knew that I was the first to talk trash, but not the first to throw a punch. They knew all this about me in high school and in my early college career. Um, and they knew that I was the designated driver and the guy that was least likely to get drunk. They, they respected my personal values and, and they didn't threaten them. As a matter of fact, I used to wear, I know this is going to be funny. I'm dating myself a little bit, but back in college, back in high school, I used to wear colored contacts and they knew that the contacts were fake, but they still accepted me as the guy, part of the crew who just happened to wear colored contacts. As a matter of fact, I actually won most memorable eyes in high school and everybody knew I had contacts, but they still voted because that's who I was. And they accepted me. They respected my personal values. Uh, like I said, and they didn't threaten them. As a result, I never felt the need to be someone who I really wasn't. So as I was finding myself, I was embraced along that journey. To put it plainly, we fully accepted each other. And thus, I had no desire to wear a mask. Now, that's that's like really important to consider. I want you guys to think back to your high school days, to your college days. I'm sure you guys experienced something very similar. If you think about it, with your homeboys, right, with your boys, with the crew, there's no pre-established set of standards. There are no expectations, no rules to abide by, and no societal pressures to measure yourself by. Of course, that is until, as a crew, you guys establish those standards. But being part of the crew, you didn't have to fit a certain standard to, to actually be part of the crew. You were just accepted. I remember... My sophomore year in college, and uh, this was way back in 2001. This was the year that I joined a fraternity and coincidentally started to feel the need to fit in with a different group of individuals. See, this was a different group of individuals. This group had an already pre-established set of standards, uh, standards that I felt pressured to adhere to no matter who I truly was. So I lost the contacts, I, you know, I, I had braids, I became a different person. See, see, as a member of this fraternity, I had to be a certain way around the females on campus because after all, we wanted all of the females to come to our parties. So I had to be a certain way. I had to sell myself. <laughs> as a member of this fraternity, it was all about presentation. So I did what any newbie would do. I played the role and became who I needed to be in order to fit in with the fraternity. I became overly flirtatious and a very visible person. Now, I am naturally an introverted guy, but I became extroverted in order to fit in with this group of individuals. Now, instead of walking by a table of females like I usually would do, now, because I was in this fraternity, I stopped by this table of females and decided to chat. And I would often focus my attentions on the least attractive of them. It was all part of the game. <laughs> At the parties, I would be in the front as we strolled or lined, depending on how old you are in the fraternity. You know, we used to call it lining, but now they call it strolling, I guess. But I would be the first guy at the front of the line, and I would take much joy in taking my shirt off so that I could be seen. Yes, 
That was all part of it. <laughs> I, I was a completely different person than who I really was around my boys. And I worked hard to balance both sides. Now, as you can imagine, the more time that I spent being fraternity, David, the less time was spent being who I really was around my boys. So much so that they would often say, man, you've changed since you joined this fraternity. Oh, we got to, this, this, this is David now. He, you know, he's Hollywood. You know, now he, we can't talk to him unless, you know, we make an appointment. You know, it, it was, it was different. And I, I know I could have balanced it better, but I didn't. So you may be wondering to yourself, why is this story important? And how does it relate to my role as a husband? Well, fellas, <laughs> I'm glad you asked. See, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to think back to how and when you first learned about the role of a husband. How old were you and who did you learn it from? What was the model of marriage that you used to develop your image of what a husband would look like? Who gave you that image? Who was your example of marriage? Did you even have an example of marriage. Now, if you're like me, being someone who experienced divorce at a young age, you probably did not have a healthy or complete model of marriage. If you're like me, you were forced to create your own image of marriage from those around you, from what you saw on TV, or from what you personally felt you needed but never received from your parents. I created a model of marriage where the husband was strong, he was dominant, and he was the provider. A model where my wife was the heart and I was the muscle. In this model, and again, this is the model of marriage that I created because of what I didn't have, but in this model, I was completely in tune with what my wife needed and could meet her every need. See, in this model of marriage that I fabricated, I was pretty much the perfect gentlemen, a man that any wife would be lucky to have. Guess what? This model became my mask. And this mask became the man who my wife would see when she first met me. This mask became the ideal version of who I wanted to be, the ideal husband. Now, this may not seem at all that bad on the surface, but I challenge you to look deeper. Consider this, this mask, the one that I wore when I first met my wife, was a byproduct of many of the pressures that most men face as we seek to validate our own masculinity. My mask, the one that I created, was a representation of who I wanted to be seen as so that I could be accepted not only as a successful man, but a successful husband. See. All men, and I do mean all men, genuinely want to be seen as competent, capable, and enough. We all want to meet the standard of masculinity that society sets for us. So, in an attempt to escape penis envy, which I talk about in episodes two and three, please go back and listen to those if you haven't. But in an attempt to escape penis envy, we become who we are not. We become who we think others think we should be, just like I became Fraternity David. Think about it this way. Marriage is a system. 
a system that in most societies already have a pre-established code of conduct. There are standards that are already set in place for both who wives should be and who husbands should be. For most men, especially those who never had a healthy model of marriage as their example, they go into marriage constantly trying to fit into the mold of what others say the role of a husband should look like. They work day and night to keep the mask on, the mask of an ideal husband. Because husbands have to be the providers, they work relentlessly to become the financial foundation for their families. They work long, hard hours just to make sure that there's a roof over their heads. I personally work with husbands who are sometimes working 12 to 15 and even 16 hour days to make sure that they're fitting the mold of a provider. They spend so much time at work trying to fit the mold of a financial provider that they burn out and are unable to give anything else to their families. Sure, they are there as a financial support, but when it comes to being an emotional support, they don't even have the energy to invest in this area of their marriages. The mask that I wore to fit the mold of the ideal husband put Mandy and I in deep debt right out of the gate of our marriage. Literally, like, right out the gate. Actually, before we got married, we were already in debt. (laughs) We just didn't know it yet. (laughs) Now, think about it. We had two homes the day we got married. Three years later, they were both in foreclosure. For most men, if we can fix it or buy it, that qualifies us as men. Now, what our wives don't realize is the immense pressure that we bear every single day. We often feel as if we literally walk with the weight of the world on our shoulders. We often feel as if because we have to be strong for everyone else, there is no time to be weak for ourselves. We often feel that we have to be the bigger, faster, stronger person that we know our wives are attracted to. And as a result, we wear the mask, no matter the cost. We become someone else so that we can be accepted as ourselves. Now, I want you to chew on that statement for a second. We become someone else so that we can be accepted as ourselves. Wow. Okay, let me move forward. I just want you to think about that because that's deep. Think about this. Our deepest desires as men is to be validated, to feel that we are enough. What we really want is to be accepted, to feel loved, to feel safe. Most men won't admit that and will instead act as if they don't need any of those things. But from a man speaking to other men, we all know it's true. We all know we want to feel safe. We want to feel validated. We want to feel secure. We want to feel loved. We want to feel needed and accepted. We, we all know that and we all feel that. But unfortunately, most of you guys, including me, because I'm guilty of this as well, we hide it. We don't let those desires out at all. And instead, we wear this Superman mask that says we got it all together. We got it all figured out. Even if I'm up to my neck in debt, we got it figured out. <laughs> and again, I, like I said, I know because that was me. I hid myself on the island of my soul. And again, episode four talks about that. 
Check it out if you haven't. But I hid myself there so that I wouldn't have to reveal the internal wounds that I carried. I hid my weaknesses because I did not feel safe enough to expose them to my wife. And I don't care who you are or how old you are or what you are, male or female. We all have a desire to feel safe and secure. We all do. So imagine how much deeper that desire goes in marriage. And the reason why most, oh, oh, by the way, this is off of a tangent. This is not one of my points. I'm just going off on a soapbox for a minute. But the reason why most men struggle in marriage in terms of being emotionally vulnerable is because they don't feel safe and secure enough to be that way around their wives. Now, remember the question I asked, uh, uh, I think it was back in episode three of Penis Envy, where I talked about if, like, if a woman, we, I was having a conversation with me, another guy and a woman, and I, I said, if you had your choice, and there was two exact same, the two guys that looked the exact same, two guys that looked the exact same, everything was similar, all the way down to their desires, their values, and the chemistry that's between you guys. The only difference was penis size. One was three inches, the other was eight. And the woman, she said, I would choose the eight inch. And men, we know that. We instinctively know that you women, if you're listening, even though this is for husbands only, we instinctively know that you want bigger, faster, stronger. And we know that you don't like weak men. So because we know that, we don't demonstrate any weaknesses. Even though they're glaring and in your face, we still don't acknowledge our weaknesses. Yeah. And we have a desire to feel safe and secure, but we're never going to communicate that to you. So what we do is we put on this mask and we hide all of what's truly going on beneath the surface. The only problem with that is that by default, now let me shift back to my notes. By default though, your wife will eventually expose your flaws. Remember, she is your mirror. And will reflect back to you the true contents of your heart. And that's why marriage is so scary. That's why it's so difficult at times. Is because we become the mirrors for our spouse. And no one likes to be exposed. No one likes for their weaknesses to always be exposed. So instead, what we do is we often penalize our wives for being our reflection. We get mad at them for reflecting back to us our true colors our true selves. And remember, there are three versions of yourself. There's your ideal self, your true self, and then your disowned self. And I talk about that in episode uh, two of Penis Envy, I believe. Check it out. But think about that. After all, what man honestly wants to admit that they aren't the man that they put themselves out to be for their wives? Like, what man wants to admit that they're not the husband that they say they are. <laughs> Think about it. Most people won't even admit their laundry smells. So to get a man to admit that he's not the man that he presented to be when you guys first met, I'm speaking to the ladies, it's not going to happen unless he feels safe and secure to do so. And most men will never get to a place of internal safety and security such that they're able to be their true selves. Instead, They'll wrestle with the weight of the world on their shoulders and go day in and day out wearing the mask of their ideal selves. My challenge to you is to understand that this process may be happening in your marriage. 
You may be seeing your true self in your wife's reflection. She may be exposing all of your flaws and this no doubt is making you uncomfortable because remember as humans, we are pain avoiding pleasure seeking creatures. We hate discomfort. We don't want to be uncomfortable no matter where we are. So you may feel driven to wear the mask as you cope with the discomfort that comes when your true self is exposed by the reflection you see when you look at your wife. You may feel driven to wear that mask, to be someone who you truly are not. My challenge for you is to recognize this process and to resist it. So, so let me say a few things before I wrap up. I want to I wanna speak from, from my heart to your heart. I challenge you to believe this one truth about yourself. Listen closely. Because I'm saying this as a man affirming another man. Again, from my heart to your heart. I challenge you to believe this. That you are enough. You are enough. You don't have to be someone else to be seen, to feel validated, or to feel wanted. No matter if you've never heard this from your father, or if you've never received the love that you truly desired from your mother, I want you to know this, that you are enough. I didn't hear this growing up from my father. And it's not to discredit him. It's just to to say that he wasn't there to tell me that. Some of you are in the exact same situation. Some of you may not even know your father. Some of you may have been abused, neglected, or abandoned by a man or a woman in your life. And that has caused you to become a different person, to try to be someone who you are not. I want you to know this truth, that you are enough. Don't fall for what society says you need to be in order to measure up. The type of man that you are is not determined by the amount of money that you can make, the size of the TV on your wall or in your living room, or the type of car that you drive. Your masculinity is not defined by how many women you can get to notice you. Or, check this out, your masculinity is not defined by the size of your penis. Your masculinity is not found in how much you can bench press or how tall you are. You are enough. Stop trying to become someone who you're not. Embrace all of who you are. Accept all of who you are. Embrace your flaws. Embrace your failures, your shortcomings. Embrace the strange uniquenesses of yourself. Embrace every part of who you are because that's the only way to truly be who you are. How can you become a better version of yourself if you haven't even embraced who you are? Embrace everything about you. Embrace the fears, the worries, the pains, the frustrations. Embrace the fact that you made a mistake. That maybe you cheated on your wife. Embrace it. Own it. So that you can become a better version of yourself. 
It is only when we hide from who we are, from who we truly are, that we become someone who we aren't. It is only when we hide from who we truly are that we can't truly grow in the way that God intended for us to grow. You are enough. Embrace every part about you so that you can become a better version of yourself. That's what it's all about, guys. Becoming the best you that you can be. And and guess what? Who you are is not found outside of you. So it doesn't matter the type of job, how many girls you flirt with. It doesn't matter your Snapchat profile, your Facebook picture. It doesn't it didn't matter how, how much salary you make. None of the external variables of your life will determine who you are. The thing that determines who you are is the thing that's inside of you. Find you. Go deep. Go deep inside of yourself. Acknowledge your past wounds. Acknowledge the fact that you had trauma growing up and you are still angry at your mom or angry at your father or angry at the cousin who molested you. Be honest about those things. Don't stray away. Drop the mask and embrace the truth. And honestly, it is the truth about who you are that will set you free from the mask. You are enough. Okay, so I got that out of my system. I just wanted to send that to you. Please embrace it. Please own this. I'm telling you, husbands, it's time to stand up. Men, it's time to stand up. Fathers, it's time to stand up. We are responsible for the direction of this country, not the president, us. Us men, us husbands, we're responsible for the quality of family, for the quality of community. Us men, us husbands, you are enough. Okay, I thought I was done, but I had to get that out. Anyway, let me wrap up here because I can stand on this soapbox all day and I'm sure you got better things to do. So please, fellas, go out, subscribe to this podcast in iTunes. Please, like, go to iTunes. All you have to do is go to the podcast app on your phone and type in for F-O-R husbands only. When you get there, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a rating and review. Oh, by the way, thank you fellas who have left those reviews. I really appreciate it. Next show, I'll start reading them. So thank you. Anybody who have not subscribed yet, go subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Leave me comments. Go to the website for husbands only podcast.com you can leave a comment on this podcast ask any question that you want thank you for the emails fellas i really appreciate this let's go on this journey together towards all of us becoming better men so that we can be the husbands that our marriages need all right fellas until next time i am out deuce deuce baby